Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. We continue to stay on top of two breaking news stories, including a kidnapping investigation in Belmont. Overnight, police tell us a man was shot, robbed and kidnapped at his jewelry store in Belmont and Gastonia, rather. Eventually, the four suspects dropped him off at his house. WCNC Charlotte's Destiny Richards now live first this morning. And Destiny, this all ended just a few houses down from a drive-by shooting earlier this week. That's right. That drive-by shooting left two homes riddled with bullet holes, and it happened just steps away from this latest incident. Luckily, no one was hurt when that happened on Sunday, but the same cannot be said for this man. Police say was kidnapped last night. Now, Belmont police say he was shot in the back, robbed, and kidnapped by four men in ski masks. He was taken from his jewelry store in Gastonia on South New Hope Road and dropped off at his home on Amberley Cross drive in Belmont. Officers were called just before 8.30 last night. The man is being treated for his injuries at a local hospital. And police tell us they believe the suspects left the scene. As for the other violent incident in Belmont earlier this week, Gaston County detectives are still working to figure out what happened. And if you have any information about either of these cases, Belmont police want you to contact them. That number is 704-825-3790. Live in Belmont this morning, I'm Destiny Richards, WCNC Charlotte. I can only imagine it's got to be unnerving for the folks there in that neighborhood, all that happening in just one week. Turning to more of today's top stories in your morning rush, North Carolina Highway Patrol rolling out new GPS technology to better pinpoint location of 911 callers. The technology automatically finds a person's location on a map when they call 911. It will also connect people with the closest trooper. The department hopes this can speed up response times. Alec Murdoch's legal team says they are appealing the denied motion for a new trial. A judge shot down the bid for a retrial Monday. Murdoch's team tried to claim the Collinson County Clerk of Court influenced the jury in the original double murder case. However, all 12 jurors stood by their guilty verdict. The Court of Appeals can now affirm the trial court or reverse it and demand a new trial. Law enforcement across our area have seized tens of millions of dollars from people without ever having to charge them with the crime. It's part of a controversial asset program. Critics call it policing for profit. We've discovered police and sheriff's departments across Charlotte have in the bank a combined $16 million in seized cash. Police have seized and kept so much money through that program that they haven't even spent it all yet. This morning, Waxhaw's Volunteer Fire Department has a new chief. The town says Gregory Sharp was fired effective immediately, so the department's board of directors appointed Kevin Rigoli to interim chief. He previously served as the Union County Fire Marshal. The owners of the Gastonia Honey Hunters want to get back into the team stadium, but the city says no. NC Gas House Gang filed a motion this week saying they could generate more than $100,000 in revenue by November. If they're allowed to host events in the park other than baseball games, the Honey Hunters were kicked out of the Atlantic League due to those financial issues. The league says it plans to have a Gastonia-based team again this year. And that's it for your morning rush. Here's what's happening across the Carolinas. UNC Health in Chapel Hill is requesting an outside investigation due to a possible pattern of cancer cases. The cluster was identified among current and former employees at a facility near campus. There's no word on exactly how many people have been diagnosed 
A full report is expected later this month. In Durham, hundreds of educators protesting with a planned sick out, rallying for more money. Teacher advocates say it's in response to a policy that no longer recognizes an educator's years of experience in other districts. This means many teachers would take a pay cut. Students at South Carolina State University are protesting after plans to cut a number of programs. A board of trustees meeting is scheduled for today, but university officials say there is nothing on the agenda related to this issue. And that's what's happening across the Carolinas. Time now to connect the dots. When we make the news, make sense. Today's the start of Black History Month. It's a designation with roots right here in North Carolina. In the beginning, what we know as Black History Month was only a week. Let's connect the dots. In 1926, Harvard-trained historian Carter G. Woodson got a group together looking for ways to celebrate the accomplishments and the history of black Americans in public schools. They focused their efforts on the second week of February. Why? It coordinated with the birthdays of two important Americans, President Abraham Lincoln and activist Frederick Douglass. At first, they got a lukewarm response across the country. In fact, North Carolina was one of only three states that participated that first year. It was decades later during the Civil Rights Movement in the 60s that the week turned into a month. And in 1976, President Gerald Ford officially designated February as Black History Month. Now, nearly 100 years after it started in North Carolina classrooms, it's a reminder black history and black achievement can be celebrated by all of us all year long. And that is Connecting the Dots. Now to the day's checklist. Here are three stories worth knowing about today. This morning, South Carolina state leaders are working to spearhead a new effort to preserve the state's beaches. In his latest proposed budget, Governor McMaster says he is including $7 million for beach renourishment and preserving land. This morning, the FAA is investigating why a United flight from Charlotte Douglas had to land in Atlanta. Right now, it is believed to have been caused by a possible engine issue. The flight was on its way to go to Houston. No one was hurt, and the 131 passengers were able to catch a different flight to their destination. Number three, Two dogs are back safe with their family after being rescued from an apartment fire. The fire happened on Waterford Valley Circle near W.T. Harris Boulevard. Charlotte Fire says sprinklers in the building helped control the blaze. No word yet on what caused it, though. The new year always comes with new resolutions, and if one of your new goals for 2024 is to work out more, you might want to listen up. A helpful tool athletes use for recovery might actually be doing more harm than good. Megan Bragg explains in this morning's Verify. Have you ever seen one of these before? It's called a massage gun, and it targets sore muscles when used properly. This viral video on TikTok claims using a massage gun on your neck is potentially dangerous. But is this true? Let's verify. Our sources are Chris Long, doctor of physical therapy with Platinum Rehab Specialist and a 2022 study in the National Library of Medicine. Dr. Long says massage guns are primarily used for the bigger, meatier parts of our body. Glutes and quads and hamstrings, anything in that thigh and hip area are usually key areas to hit. We show Dr. Long the video, which claims using Using a massage gun on your neck is very dangerous because there are so many small arteries there. And Dr. Long agrees. Yeah, so the neck is always just a very sensitive area. It needs to be even treated by any practitioner with skill, um, mainly for the fact that the bones in the neck are very exposed. Um, and even some of the 
uh, vascular structures that she was talking about, like your jugular artery, um, some of these other things that supply blood to the brain. The National Library of Medicine backs up this argument. In one of its studies, repetitive use of a handheld massage gun on a woman's neck led to a condition called VAD, a rare but serious condition that could cause a stroke. For people with neck pain, Dr. Long says there are better, safer alternatives. Self-care options you can do are just some self-massage. Um, you can use uh, just fingers, pressure in the back of the neck, and just hit some basic range of motion. But in the end, Dr. Long says having a little bit of neck pain outweighs the dangers of using a massage gun. I'd rather walk around with some low-level neck pain all the time as opposed to using a massage gun on my neck. So we can verify that, yes, using a massage gun on your neck is potentially dangerous. The device is only intended for the bigger muscles in your body. With your Verify, I'm Megan Bragg. If you have something you would like verified, just email us at verify at wcnc.com. Thanks for listening. You can find these stories and more at wcnc.com. And join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings, 430 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.